Collegiate Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. Gentlemen, welcome to an elegant weapon episode 299. My name is Jay, J.M. Clark, Jay the Jedi Ross, Ross Jedi Jay, and as always, it's so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies here with me in the L5J studios. We're one away from the big three. Oh, oh, sitting with me right here, right now, is the wee one, the Padawan Ross himself, Laser Dex. Declan, how you doing, son? Good. Good? Yes. Yeah? It's really, really funny how Jason, which we, the AKA the Jedi Ross, which we just um, said he has so much names for himself. Hey, you know, you get to be known, you right? Yeah. And you, you make names for yourself. Okay. And you know, this yes. is this is how we do in the world, son. Okay. Right? Yes, yes. Yeah? You yes. got you got names for yourself. Right? What's your YouTube channel called? Laser Dex. Laser Dex, that's right. If everybody and wants to go to YouTube and check out Laser Dex, they should do that and check out all your awesome videos, yes? And by the way, wait yes, and by the way, right in front of me is actually uh um, a screen of daddy editing my um, third video. That's right. Your third video is on the screen. It's in the edit process as we speak. But right now, we have big business to discuss. What that, is it? That's 300 episodes of an elegant weapon very soon, son. Isn't that crazy? Yes. How old are you? Seven. You're seven. You know how old this podcast is? How? Seven. I started this show a couple months after you were born. So I've been doing this show pretty much your entire life. Minus a couple of months. Isn't that crazy? Yep. How many people do you think I've talked to? A million thousand, million thousand, million thousand. I don't know about a million thousand, million thousand, million thousand, but let's go with hundreds. I think we could, it's safe to say, because many of our episodes have been multiple guests due to our GorillaCon experiences at uh, comic conventions around North America. So it's been incredible. We've talked to some amazing creators, some amazing actors, artists, uh, voiceover actors. Uh, who else have we talked to? We've talked to musicians. Uh, incredible, incredible things we've done, son. How, what episode is this? This right now is 299. Okay. Okay. So, your next what podcast is going to be 300? 300. Is, it, is that, are you impressed? I thought you'd be done a million right now. A million? Yeah. We got to work on your math skills, don't we? <laughs> I, thought you were, I thought you were better at math than that. You are a good reader, though, which I'm very proud of. You're an excellent reader. You like to read? Yes. What kind of books have you been reading? Captain Underpants, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Dogman. So again, Captain Underpants, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and Dogman. Yes. And these are your selections. You recommend these books to others? Yes. Yes? Um, Captain Underpants and um, Dogman are made by Dave P. 
Pickery? I'm not. I'm not sure. Dave Pickery. Pickery, I think. Pickery, you think? I can't remember his name, but. Uh, and the other guy who made Diver from Wimpy Kid. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but his first name is Jeff. Is Jeff? Very cool, buddy. Very cool. Uh, it's been an exciting ride. It's been an, an incredible time. Uh, we'll get more into it on the 300th episode of An Elegant Weapon coming very, very soon. But for this episode, we have a conversation with uh, a, a friend of mine named Yaren Batan. Okay. Okay. Now, he's the director of a movie. He made a movie, and it's called Heroes Manufactured. And what he does in the movie is he follows a bunch of local comic creators around Ontario and kind of, you know, gets their outlook on what it's like to, uh, you know, fight the good fight in the local comic book community and the Comic-Con scene in Ontario and in Canada. So it's uh, very cool. We have a fun chat with Yarn. And after that, we chat with, uh, with Gru. Guy who made Gru? No, Gru. Gru himself is on the show. How's that? Is that cool? So first I met SpongeBob. Yes, you met SpongeBob. And then Donatello. And then Donatello. And yeah. Then Strange News and No and my grandma so she may not remember this, but I I think Michelangelo because he said Cowabungas. Uh, that well, Michelangelo was just doing a bumper for all of points of interest, but you got uh, personal messages from. Uh, from Rob Paulson as Donatello, and you also got, uh, you heard SpongeBob, and wasn't there another one? I can't remember. But uh, yeah, we've got to do f- some fun stuff because of this show, and uh, no signs of slowing down. We'll be bringing you 300 more, definitely. Uh, but yeah, we have a chat with Gru, uh, aka Dr. Stevel, uh, aka our good friend Steve. Uh, we chat about wrestling and uh, cosplaying and all that fun, good stuff. Uh, so here you go, kids. Uh, the one before the big one is a fantastic chat live from the GTA Comic Con with Mr. Yarin Batan, Gru, and Dr. Stevel. This is going to be exciting meeting them. It's going to be very, very exciting. Uh, everybody, please enjoy, and we'll see you very soon for number 300. Hey, this is the end of the podcast. <laughs> it's the end of the intro, buddy. <laughs> oh, it was just the end of the intro. Yeah, so oh. tell everyone to enjoy. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, here I sit with Mr. Yaren Batan. Hi, guys. How's it going? <laughs> you are the director. Yep. Uh, producer. Yep. Of uh, Heroes Manufactured. Correct. Which correct, is yep. a movie. Yeah, full-length full documentary. Full-length yeah. documentary where you follow a few of our friendly Canadian uh, creators around the con circuit. Yeah, yeah, And exactly. uh, basically document that experience. So where did this idea come from? Yeah, so essentially um, it, it took a, it was a few years ago. Back in 2015, we started shooting at Fan Expo. Um, and I was, I was uh, you know, touring the, the con for a few years, uh, that specific con. And uh, I saw a few other ones, but... Uh, once I, yeah, I wanted to essentially just start shooting about, you know, the, the Canadian Comic-Con scene. I thought that was the inspiration because I, I grew up loving comics, you know, as a kid. I wanted to become an animator uh, myself and ended up getting into the filmmaking streamline 
um, seeing that it wasn't necessarily, I didn't want to sit out on a, at a desk every day and draw the same image 50 times in order for them just to do, or God knows how many times, right, right, to do right. one action, which Back is like messed up. I'm sure it was messed up. Yeah. Of times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, and I got into 3D animation, but then I realized that I just didn't want to sit at a desk all day. I'd rather be a filmmaker, be out, you know, uh, out and, and learning and seeing people and finding new things. And, you know, I did film for quite a few years. Um, did you go to school for it or anything? Yeah, I went Where'd to Ontario go? College of Art and Design. Oh, right on. So it was okay. nice, yeah, OCAD, yeah. OCAD, and, uh, well, and then... As I started, it became like my first day was 9/11, which was crazy. Wow! So yeah, That's that was nutty, insane. Yeah, I made all my friends basically through a tragedy. So yeah. it, it, it made it was like a bittersweet thing for me. And you know, yeah. I remember at the time, people thinking uh, the the CN Tower is going to get it and all that. Oh, everybody was talking weird yeah. like that. Totally, yeah, yeah. Man. yeah. Sorry, completely going off skew here, but it, yeah, no, That's no, how no, I kind of yeah. got into film, and then uh, you know, I did some extra work, did some background, got into acting didn't like acting and then eventually uh i uh i did a lot of i had my own office at queen and spadina for about uh five five years in total oh yeah a company called um uh, spots video production um and we also had white knight studios my uh, distribution division uh for films media and television and uh yeah i just got more more and more into indie filmmaking worked on some hollywood budget films as well which was cool but then I, I started realizing documentaries were the, the thing that, of, of, you know, my passion. So, and comic books have always been my passion as well. And just, just so it all just kind of so came together. It all came together. Thing. Yeah, yeah, as an yeah. obvious thing, exactly. So how did you, uh, the creators, who do we got? We got Alfonso Espinos. Yeah, uh, Alfonso Espinos from Studio Comics. We've got Megan Kearney, uh, also Megan Carter, which she, they're both kind of, they, they play the female voice. Um, uh, through the uh, comic book em uh, embassy, which is uh, uh, down near, right next to Ty Templeton's uh, yeah. studio. Right. He's also in the film, Ty Templeton. Right. Um, and then we, who else do we have? Oh, I'm so bad. Alfonso. Uh, Shane Kirschenblatt. Sh Shane Kirschenblatt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Andy Stanley, who, right. who uh, yeah, they've both been partners and a team uh, through AH, but also just through... Uh, collaboration on, on various projects yeah um, yeah we just did his kickstarter the other day for yeah. the jewish comics the, anthology too. yeah they're, they're kind yeah. of my jewish connection i grew up actually in thornhill so i know shane kirschenblatt since i was uh, in high school uh it's just we kind of re re-met and re re-collaborated over the years uh we were we were just friends out I, I didn't even realize he was that great of an artist and right uh, once i saw it i was like yeah we gotta get you in here and he actually ended up doing one of our posters uh uh, Shane Christianblad and Ty Templeton both did posters for uh, the film, which right, was right, awesome. Right. Yeah, who did the one that's on the cover of the DVD? Yeah, that was Ty Templeton, and it's then beautiful. You, yeah, 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 he did great. Yeah, and yeah. Shane, Shane created. Um, I kind of asked because I, I looked at Shane's work, and uh, I he was really inspired. I, I think a lot through uh, Drew Struzan, which I thought was just some great oh, artwork. Yeah. So yeah, having him do that was just phenomenal yeah uh, and i asked him to kind of create something so when we started working on his poster we were looking at like um uh, you know that kurt russell film uh little china or big trouble, big in trouble little china, little china right, yeah. right. as as his inspiration we looked at um american uh oh what was it called american graffiti a little but also um coming to america was, was another one oh, yeah. uh but yeah american graffiti i don't think that was just reason i think that was someone yeah, else i but, can picture that yeah yeah but, my but, head. but, but, yeah, but yeah. the coming to america seeing that that tall eddie murphy that's when shane came to me and he was like yeah it's we want we want him to be that that full that life level you know yeah, <laughs> full scale yeah, of, yeah. of all of us uh and that was that was kind of the inspiration behind that i was like yeah that looks awesome and 
And I was like, give it that Indiana Jones. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, so he really did a great job in, in capturing that. Uh, they, did, they, they all did some amazing work. So, yeah, they're all Canadian artists that work. What's interesting is that they work internationally and, and in Canada, you know, domestically. A few of them do, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, so that's basically how you chose the artists you'd follow, is kind of people you were connected to already or uh, knew? A, or? a few people that I connected, but I met Alfonso actually at, at the Hamilton Comic Con, which, which was interesting, just after Fan oh, yeah. Expo. And he was just such a charismatic individual, and I, I loved how he, he you know, as, as a guy who came to Canada from Mexico, uh, migrating here and, and really, tr you know, giving it all he all he had to to put his brand out there uh, he's to a put worker. his work yeah. yeah he's a hustler and, and yeah. i get that because i'm the same way i mean i got my art side but i got my business side as well and you, you gotta hustle right yeah yeah and he's just like for for a guy who's not from here he's pushing the envelope on so many levels and i i completely admired that oh it's amazing um, what he does yeah yeah, yeah. And, and i mean i see like a lot of you know chapter house with those guys do it's unbelievable a lot of those guys are, are great they're in our film as well so we did we did get you know outside of our comfort zone and met some other individuals. You know, Richard Comley plays a big part in our film as well. Oh, right on. Um, yeah, yeah so creator a, of Captain Canuck Kids, if you're not aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. He, he did something there. Uh, and then we also have our American, uh, uh, you know, celebs. We had Stan Lee, a really touching moment in our film. Um, that, that, yeah, I mean, I don't want to kind of ruin it. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. Absolutely not. But, yeah, but a really yeah. interesting um, way we, we kind of show him in the light of uh, inspiration and inspiration sure, for sure. Canadian uh, individuals as well. So, um, yeah, I mean... Right we, on you, man. It's a beautiful thing that you've done this because obviously I, I as you, are a big fan and supporter of Canadian comic books. Yeah, And, you know, yeah. to put a spotlight on this that has never really been done. I mean, we've had a lot of... There's been documentaries. We kind of uh, yeah, were historic. lucky with the, with the show. What was the old show that Rick had... Uh, Oh, which one? Oh. oh, I can never remember. It's a sciency like <laughs> name, but he did. Uh, it was just like a a documentary show on Canadian comics. Oh, had a it short sounds run. yeah, it sounds familiar. But no, but I can't I've, remember. I've, um, but yeah, but there's a there are a few films like we we were inspired by a few different films. Like when I looked down at it, uh, Lost Heroes, a great historic uh, uh, tribute to uh, uh, Captain Canuck as well. So I feel like we touched on some of that, maybe like a good 10-minute segment in our film. Right. Um, but we didn't want the film to be completely a historic film. We just wanted to get, kind of give a basic uh, a basis on, uh, uh, you know, Nelvana of the North and, and, and all the, the other Canadian, great Canadian, uh, you know, artwork that was kind of created. Just to give people a little bit of insight of what Canadian comic book art is all about. Sure. Um, and Chapter House kind of helped, helped define that in our film. Uh, but so did a few other artists, uh, you know, Mike Ruth and, and those oh, guys. They, the King. Uh, the yeah. King, yeah, yeah great, yeah. great guy. Yeah. He helped. He came out to a bunch of, like, film festivals. Like, the film's been now... Yeah, you've screened it a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. been selected to officially 51 f film festivals globally. Oh, that's awesome. So it's, it's been around the world. Yeah. man. Yeah. And, I mean, unfortunately, I couldn't attend uh, most of them, but well, I've, attended, yeah. <laughs> I've attended a few of them. It's It's been to Cannes Film Festival, uh, as well as part of the market there. Um, How's the response been? Yeah, the response has been absolutely amazing. We had we had just on IMDb, which is hard to get responses on there. We had about four hundred thirty-three or thirty-four, uh, you know, viewers who went on IMDb and actually gave it like at least an eight or a nine because we're at an eight point eight out of ten. With that, that's many. wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we've only been getting great stuff. It was screened at Cineplex, Imagine Cinemas here in Toronto. Uh, they also had Cineplex in in Montreal, uh, in Vancouver. 
So it's been around Canada already, which Too has been cool, great. Man. Yeah, that's yeah, gonna feel uh, awesome, eh? No, it does. It, this it, thing. it yeah. does. And a bunch yeah. of festivals in Ottawa as well played it. So um yeah, I mean it's toured Italy, Spain, uh Brazil. Mexico, really? actually, quite a bit. It's, oh, it's that's been too everywhere. cool, man. Way to represent. It's been everywhere, You've yeah. taken an entire country and chosen to represent it, and you've done it well. So yeah, internationally. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And now we're we're just uh, there's you know there's talks about right now a sequel and uh, possibly a trilogy. Uh, we're doing a, a TV show as well. So there's a lot that's happened since. Maybe you're going to have to see what it's like to follow a Canadian podcaster around the comic yeah. book scene. Huh? <laughs> huh? Huh? Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> no, but that's exciting. Do you have yeah. like even like not to name names, but do you have thoughts in your head who you might like be interested in following in the future? Yeah, and, we have yeah, actually you're that a few, far ahead a few, thinking. Uh, yeah, yeah, we are. We're, we're definitely we've met quite a few people already. Uh, Stephanie Lin, uh, Line, who's just a great. Right, you know, Clarkson kid. What? What? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I live exactly. about two minutes from Steph. Yeah, yeah so yeah. she's she's great. Like uh, we we're just taking like she's wonderful. Yeah, and I know she's done some work with she's Alfonso at, as well. She's uh, at Fan Expo this yeah, weekend. Yeah, in uh, Vancouver, in Vancouver. In Vancouver. Yeah. I was like, wow, she's it's it's impressive. Yeah, yeah. and you know, because uh, I know Alfonso's been through that route, and now he's opened his store yeah. as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, we're trying to put you know put it out there for him, but like I said, I mean, put, we put kind of him in front of uh, in front of a certain audience that. That already exists also with Stan Lee, Kevin Smith being in the film and all that. And that was kind of a nice attraction to, and a nice, um, I, I guess. I didn't know uh, you got Kevin Smith in it. Yeah, Kevin really? Smith is in it. Uh, Stan Lee, uh, Lou Ferrigno. We had so many like B-roll shots with celebs just popping up in and out. Right. Um, I guess Mike you kind of can't help it. it. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> Mike Tyson, yeah, go figure. That's um, awesome. Norman Reedus, uh, a whole bunch of celebs that came out to these these events and uh yeah 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 we just you know we really like that helped kind of push the film as well because we figured try and get some little sound bites with them and their take like um lou ferrigno was nice to, to kind of come out and, and say something about canadian comic cons in the audience uh same with tia carrera she was in oh, our, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah she's got a moment in our film which is really nice and she talks about living in Toronto and loving Toronto and she Canada. She lived in Toronto. Yeah, she was. I think she shot Relic Hunter here. So oh, that oh, that's a little right. Segment yeah. In our film there. yeah, right, so. right. But um, that's yeah, too there's cool, just, man. There's so many like little cool uh, like. There's always like these little Easter eggs around the film if you if you just like, right. pick up on it and see the little celebs like, and what they say and it's it's really cool. It's um it, it was a it was a really cool experience for us. I mean, over the the course of the two years. I ended up buying a shitload of comics, which right. was unbelievable. Like, <laughs> I got stuff graded. I feel like I've got my own little fortune now in, in my basement that I'm like, uh, yeah. I'm just not gonna, not gonna say my address. Uh, it case. happens <laughs> to us all, man. It happens to us all. Uh, Yaren, that's fantastic. Kudos on you, dude, yeah. for bringing such a light to Canadian yeah. comic industry. Uh, I hope to see it continue. I yeah, hope to yeah. see it go on. I, I wish you. So much more success because oh, for sure. this Appreciate needs to happen. This needs to exist. So. Yeah, yeah, and you know we're yeah. happy. We're happy to push it. Um, we hopefully have a deal with Bell Five and Rogers this year. Uh, we're in talks with them right now, and a few other like it's already on. The film is on Amazon Prime in the U.S. Okay, so people uh, can see it on yeah, Amazon. on Prime. Amazon Prime. Where can they, they see it here? Anywhere? Uh, yet? They can buy copies from our site, uh, HeroesManufactured.com. Right. Um, and here in Toronto, yeah, there's there's a few options. I mean, Vimeo has an option already. 
Um, I believe Hoopla also. Uh, of course, has Studio it, yeah. Comics. Studio in, Comics uh, Press in Cambridge well. up there. Yeah, in yeah, Cambridge. Yeah, in yeah. You can and he, he's buy. always got it at the shows, too. Kids, yeah. you go to any Comic Con, Alfonso and Studio Comics will probably be there. Yeah. And they'll most likely have in it. In Eastern on the Canada, table, for sure, so, you'll find yeah. it. Yeah. Right oh, on. also, Silver Snails selling copies in oh, Toronto. Right on, right on. Uh, Heroes in Woodbridge. Uh, there's uh, who else? Uh, Cyber City Comics. Daryl, there, great guy. There's, it's, it's floating around. Big B's got them. Walter right at Big B's. So. Oh, it's, it's around it's, everywhere. It's, then. Around oh, everywhere it's pretty right easy now. to get yeah, your hands yeah. on then, kids. So do it up. But if you're not in Canada or the area, hit up the website and absolutely check it out. Yeah, man. and you can order it directly from us and we'll ship it within a few days. I'll have it. Very, very, yeah. very awesome. Yaren, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to chat with us of about course. your manufactured, man. Yeah, thank you. Check it out, kids. Mr. Groom. Hello, how are you today, Mr. Jason Clark? I'm going to remember I'm interviewing Gru here. Gru, <laughs> yes. With Gru. Has Gru been, uh, Gru's been in, in the wrestling uh, scene, I guess I could say, for years. I've been doing a couple things, helping with management and uh, just guest announcing, like for the Halloween shows. It's right. been fun. Right, right. And your, your good buddy, Dr. Stiebel, has been uh, involved a lot lately as well, right? Yes, he's got the promotion called Stiebel Championship Wrestling. It's in Chatham. Formally. Whoa, whoa, what? Really? It's formally called Classic Championship Wrestling, but he took over and like made wrestling great again. <laughs> I had no idea that that existed now. Really? Wow. It does. That's fun. Here, let's get him on the phone. Hello. <laughs> Wonderful, Dr. Stiebel. So good to talk to you. Who is this? This is Jay Clark of An Elegant Weapon. You've been here before. Oh, hey, Jay. Long time new she. Yeah. What's up? Oh, not too much, Dr. Stevel. So I'm hearing about this uh, wrestling organization that you've created. Oh, yeah, Stevel Championship Wrestling. Now, what inspired this? Well, I went to Chatham for a show to, you know, host the Halloween show, and it was okay. But then I decided I want to make wrestling great again, you know, from my... <laughs> Right. From my inspiration across the border, he's making America great again. I'm making wrestling great again. So I took over and I trying to, you know, get the championship belt. Which the last show, me and my guy Jackson Sparks, a total Donald Trump supporter, because Donald Trump, former WWE Hall of Famer, endorsed him himself. So we went on and we took Cody Deaner on and we beat him one two, three, for the belt to give Chatham a proper hero, someone they could look up to. But then, a few minutes later, Todd DeLaw Shaw, blah, blah, Shaw, shows up with his contract that he just won for the championship anytime he wants to cash it in, in a battle royal. And he took advantage. Now, now I'm not saying that Jackson couldn't have beat him, but after the match, Cody Diener, the poor sport that he is, DDT'd my client. Oh. And as he was lying there. dirty, man. That's I know. Because he lost. We beat him. Fair and square. One, two, three. Dirty pool, man. Dirty pool. as he was lying there concussed, Todd Shaw's music hits, and he comes out and he wants to cash in the contract <laughs> on an already concussed competitor. That's, that's low ball. That is low ball, but the yeah. Chatham crowd, which is like, you know, the intelligence of a potato. <laughs> one potato. All of them is the intelligence of one potato. Yeah, you heard it. Now, Ontario has this strange mix of the wrestling community and the Comic-Con community. Uh, I go to a lot of shows around North America, and only here do I see this connection 
Uh, do you think it's because of all the school just the, happens to be all the old school guys like Steve Buckley and Anthony Rutgazer, Kingdom James, and all these old school wrestlers that happen to really be into comics and cosplay and all this stuff as well? Because I don't see this anywhere else. Well, there's a connection because um, we're 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 ent- we're geeks and entertainers. I mean, people who like comic books like wrestling and. Watching wrestling as a kid was like having your superheroes out there. Like, right. oh my gosh, there's like the million dollar man, evil bad guy, and here comes the Mountie to save the day, except this time he's a bad guy, right? So you'd have that happen live, like, you know, superheroes in the ring. Sure. Which is cool. So we kind of grew up enjoying that, and then we go on with our regular lives, reading comic books and, you know, avoiding bullies and whatnot. Right. Those sports nerds are jerks. <laughs> but here in particular in Ontario, it's like a hardcore thing. Like I know there's a lot of wrestlers at other shows and stuff in other areas, but here there's this intensity about it. And I don't know. What do you mean intensity? I don't get it. What? There's, uh, I guess maybe intensity is the wrong word, but just there's a very strong connection. Like obviously, yeah, a lot of kids were into wrestling, were into comics, and it was all kind of geek culture. But here in Ontario in particular, there is a, a stronger unity between the two than I see in other areas. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to say that it's a creative bunch. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) It makes sense. (laughs) Because, you know, the doctor now is making wrestling great again. I'm bringing back the management of the 80s where the manager goes out and we kind of... Because that's been missing. It It, has been missing for years, right? And and my job out there in Steve-O Championship Wrestling is to make the crowd hate me. And it's easy, because when you're dealing with potatoes, it's, wow. Well, I've watched a few of the videos, <laughs> and yeah, they, they tend to turn on you. <laughs> you know, a fan actually attacked me at one show. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it, was, it was like, you How know. How did that turn out? Well, it was, believe it or not, Cody Diener saved me. <laughs> Only to DDT me later, but, you know. <laughs> what was happening is, like, you know, the ref was kind of groggy, right? You know, and um, he was counting down on my my client. One, two, and I, I pulled him out to make sure he was okay, but I used too much strength, and he went flying into the crowd. And, and <laughs> when I went to go check to see if he was okay, the guy who, where he landed, stood up, Got in my face and pushed me physically. Oh my gosh! So I'm like, you know, backing off, going, "Hey, man, I, I, I don't want to hit the guy." Yeah. The next thing, it, it to me, it was forever. The guy's coming towards me, but watching on video, it was only a couple seconds. Right, right. And then I hear this voice, Cody, uh, "You could sit down, sir. I got this." And I'm like, "Oh, great! He came to save me." Next thing you know, big slap on my head, on both my ears, and he's dragging me into the ring because he was gonna <laughs> like, you know, hurt. He's yeah. about to DDT me until Rage came and saved my butt. Good Lord. You know what I just happened to watch yesterday is uh, a friend of mine posted one of the greatest heel turns of all time. And that was in uh, WCW when Hogan first turned and started the uh, NWO uh, when he was in the ring with uh, with Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. Macho Man, yeah. And he was the mystery, yeah. And he was the mystery third guy. I hadn't seen that in so many years. And somebody happened to post it yesterday. And I gave it a watch. And you still, I still get those feels, those chills of excitement of when you were a kid and... You know, I, I should watch more wrestling shows, you know? It's, you kind of fall off, because I was, I was still big into it in the Attitude Era. I mean, I loved the Attitude Era. That was, you know, some of the best wrestling ever. When everybody wasn't a bad or good guy, everybody was just a badass, you know? And now it's kind of gone back to a lot of that 80s mix of the flash and the colors and the excitement. Do you find that? I'm enjoying it. It's quite cool, because otherwise you've got 
don't get me wrong, Chris Benoit, fantastic wrestler. Right. But if you get everybody that's like Chris Benoit, you're gonna have fantastic matches, but yawn. Yeah, yeah. Like I myself, like the independent shows I love because everybody just gets over, they go over the top to entertain mm -hmm. the crowds because it's all interacting, everyone's interacting with the crowd. Right. So they go overboard and it's more fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really well, it's is. more in your face, right? Yeah. And, and the cool thing is, when I do have seen a few shows around here, no matter how small the audience, they're riled up as hell. There could be five people in the audience, and the wrestlers will put on the absolute best show they would if there was 100 people in the room. You know, that's one thing I greatly admire about going out there and slaving it out and having to do all these little shows. It's like they're Comic-Cons, right? Like... You know, they're, they're making their dollars and they're making their life away, you know? And that, that the effort, no matter how many people are in the room, that's something to be greatly respected, you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. I enjoy it. I um, it, It's a dream come true for me because I've always wanted, like, enjoyed the wrestling. So right. these guys are giving me the opportunity to get in there and play the bad guy. Right. I mean, this year I've had the opportunity to be um, put in the Million Dollar Dream by Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. When did that happen? That happened in the summertime. We had a small little show, and um, my guy was champion, and sadly we lost. Oh. And then DiBiase came out and offered this guy a contract. The guy turned it down. I'm like, what the hell, dude? What's the matter with you? And he offered, he increased the price, right? The guy turned it down. So it's like, enough of this. I got in DB Opposite's face going, hey, me and my guy will take the contract, okay? You know, we'll do it. Forget <laughs> this loser, right? Yeah. And he told me, he just, I knew he was rude to me. He said, how about I just give you 20 bucks to shut up? And I was kind of, I was hurt by this because he was giving this guy, like, offering a million dollars and me 20 bucks. <laughs> I wanted a bit yeah, more. That's a little off. Right? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, in hindsight, I should have taken the 20 bucks because, you know, I went to go and renegotiate with my fists and he clocked me and then put me in the sleeper. Oh. <laughs> it's, in a way, it's an honor, though. No? Sort of, yeah. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> but, you, but, you know... <laughs> so, what's in store for the future then? Like, how often will you be show throwing shows and where? Well, the next show is CCW Classic Championship Wrestling, which is, I'm now renaming Stevel Championship Wrestling. We'll be at Chatham Wish Center. The next one will be April. We are instituting, we are revoking our rematch clause. Okay. Because we just won the belt. Right. And so, we want. We want our championship back, back. But sadly, at the same time, Cody Diener, who we beat the same night, he wants to reinvoke his rematch clause. Well, everybody wants to win. So I'm not <laughs> sure what we're going to do, whether it's going to be my guy, since I run the show, it should be. Right. But Todd Shaw wants to give it to Cody, so might be a triple threat. I don't know. Are all the different organizations in the province, are, is there crossover with wrestlers a lot? Is, there, is it a friendly competition or is it working together? Um, it is a crossover friendly composition, or competition, composition, yeah, right. <laughs> no, it's friendly competition because these wrestlers are contractors, right? Right, right. So you want a contractor to come in. Cody Diener, Phil Atlas, um, they work with Crossfire, they work with CCW, they work with Destiny, they work all over. They're popular guys, so they don't mind people going back and forth, right? Okay, right. Most of the time it's friendly. There okay, are a couple of people good. out there that just don't get along, but that's their issue. That's their own personal side crap kind of thing. Like, right. like who's Anthony wrestle with a lot? Uh, Kingdom James, is it super kicked? I'm not sure, it was way that day. 
<laughs> that day. <laughs> Sorry, man, you're going to make me look bad there in front really of Anthony. There really is so many wrestling outfits in Ontario that you don't even know them all? Sadly, there is. And wow. I say sadly because we, we put on this awesome show in Welland, but no one really wants to go to Welland because it's Welland. Because it's Welland, yeah. And then you're thinking, <laughs> but if there's like wrestling every weekend because different organizations, it might get, you know, too many out there. Sure, it's like shows. There's right. so many Comic-Cons right now, it's hard to keep track of. Exactly, yeah, the same yeah, way. Yeah. But you get places like Windsor, Ontario, which has a show like once every once in a while. Right. So you get like it filled up. Right. You, you know, everything's filled up. You get people from Detroit and whatnot. But over here in the GTA and Niagara, you've got many different organizations. And every weekend, some wrestlers are wrestling two, three times a day. Like, like, like at different shows? Yeah, they'd, like have, they'd have shows a show in one day? early in the afternoon. Really? And they'd like, you know, get in their car and drive like maybe one or two hours to the next show and then, you know, perform that night. Wow, I had no idea there was, there was so much going on all the time. There's a lot That's of good crazy. talent and a lot of people know each other. A lot of people get along. It's great. Right, right, right. That's fantastic. Um, well, Dr. Stevel, congratulations on your domination and taking over of the local wrestling scene. <laughs> uh, shall we uh, Shall we get uh, Gru back on for a quick moment to say goodbye? Uh, like Gru's there. Gru, are Gru. you around, Gru? Yes, I'm here. I'm the one that suggested they call you. Yes, thank Ew. you so much. That was cool. Delightful. Thank you, guy. Um, we gotta talk, okay? <laughs> okay, guy, no problem. Bye. Ciao. Bye, bye. And today we are here at the GTA Comic Con, where I believe you will be hosting the cosplay contest this afternoon. Yes. I'm not sure about that. Um, I was given a list of things I was supposed to do. Actually, I was told I was getting a list, but I did not see it, so maybe <laughs> I'm improving this thing. Yeah, that's kind of how these shows work a lot of the time. <laughs> I just do what they say and, like, whatever. Yeah, did you lose your minion? Is your minion still around? The minion you brought one with you. Child labor laws. Child labor laws. Minions fall under child labor laws, yes? Sadly, he's a child, and people found this out. <laughs> All right, kids, we'll get out there to uh, one of your local wrestling events, uh, and there's a good chance you'll get to meet Dr. Stevel there, uh, and or at your local Comic-Cons, where you'll meet Dr. Stevel or uh, Gru here. Gru, thank you so much for hanging out with us today, sir. No problem. Thank you for having me on your show, Jay Clark. Right on. It's fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> Ah!